0: My best friend. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. From my friends. 77 WABC. Friends, Jolie, come to me. So Friday night, Danielle and I went to this really beautiful Shabbat dinner. We've done a bunch of those since October the 7th. Uh, Alex Trayman, who is the CEO of JNS.org. Those are the studios that we did our show live from those four days in Jerusalem. Alex is a wonderful guy. And uh, Danielle, myself, and my kids, Ava and Gabe, had a Shabbat dinner at his house. And that was great. We've done a couple of Shabbat dinners at the shul that we joined, West End Temple in the Ponzit, But uh, Friday night, we made our way to Adina and Zev Brenner's house in Island Park. That's there by uh, Bernie's house, you know, uh, right by Jordan's Lobster. And I must say that Adina Brenner is a wonderful cook. She was great. And it was packed. Their son was there, Rabbi Menachem Lieb Brenner, also Rabbi Ellie Grimsky and his wife, Yosheved, their children, Yadija and Kira. Uh, Dori Lewak, who wrote that great story about me in the New York Post a couple weeks ago, all those great pictures from Israel. Love Dori, she was there. And her sister, Risa, she was terrific. Rabbi Steve Siegel, his wife, Eliza, and uh, also Menachem's friend, Izzy Silberstein, they were all there, and it was a great night, a great night. So a special thank you to Zev and Adina Brenner for a great Shabbat dinner on Friday. And it's been a busy weekend. You know, Saturday we woke up after that and had our beach bagels, had our Pino rustico, went for a nice dinner Saturday night to Adrian's, you know, my good buddy Marty Feeney over there in, um, what do you call that area, Uh in between Howard Beach and Rockaway. I always forget the name of it. Uh, not Brighton, I always forget the name. Uh, not Breezy, it's that other part. Either way, that is a great restaurant. Adrian's had the Sorrentina last night, me and Gabriel. And uh, here we are this morning, my wife and daughter in England. And don't forget, coming up later on tonight, I will be on Mark Levin. Oh, Bob, it's called Broad Channel, Broad Channel. Mark Levin. I'll be on Mark Levin show coming up at 8.20 tonight. But... My next guest, it's been a great run today, folks. Curtis Slewa Rich Lowry, John Katsimatidis, Steve Bannon, still a come, Carrie Lake. But my next guest is the medical genius who's been on this show a million times. He's a dear friend, but you see him on Fox News all the time, including earlier this morning. It's my dear friend, Dr. Mark Siegel. Dr. Siegel, how are you, buddy?
1: It's an honor to be on. By the way, regarding that Shabbat dinner, which sounds incredible, watch out for all those carbohydrates. And it's unbelievable that it occurred right near a lobster restaurant. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but I'm sure they were not invited.
0: No, I don't think so. No lobster, no shellfish at a Shabbat dinner. But, you know, it's funny. <laughs> you talk about all the, uh, all the carbohydrates. And before we get into some of the, the COVID issues and strains and all that nonsense, you know, look, every time I talk to a doctor, Uh, Dr. Mark Siegel, it's always the same thing. The biggest issue in this country is not COVID, it's not the flu, it's uh, fat people. Bottom line, people are too damn fat in the United States, and carbohydrates doesn't help that. Is that still the major issue in this country? Yeah, because it feeds all the other issues. I mean, have you watched a movie from the
1: 1950s lately? You can't believe what people used to look like. It's like we've changed as a species. I mean, you, you... That is because it leads to high blood pressure. It increases your risk of cancer, increases your risk of heart disease and diabetes. And, you know, when there was COVID around, a a lot more of it than now, it increased your risk of a serious complication. So, So obesity is the thing. And obesity comes from another thing we do. We don't walk. You know, I notice. Have you noticed when you go to Europe? The first thing you do is start walking everywhere. Yeah, yeah. you're not you're not, you're not going to take a subway. They, there are well, some cities have them, of course, like London. But you walk everywhere. And if you if you got on your watch, how many miles you walked a day, you would see that it's not enough. So I, I I'm a big advocate of exercise. It's not that you burn off the fat, Sid. It's that you reset your brain to not eat as much.
0: I agree. I did a lot of walking in Israel too. But I will tell you this. I lived in Boca Raton. I maintain the people down there are in much better shape and much better looking than most of the people here. There is no winter. You can't get fat for a couple of months and then lose it. And you don't walk anywhere in South Florida. I mean, that's right from your front door to your air-conditioned car to your air-conditioned office. And yet the people down there seem to stay in good shape. Why is that? The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report, call 1-800-862-6970, and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. Well, I
1: think it has something to do with the weather revitalizing them. They're not all as buff as you are. But you certainly fit in there without a shirt on, I'll have to say that. <laughs> that but I think it's the weather and the attitude is better down there. I've been yeah. thinking more of Florida myself lately. We're holed up here. Our number one health problem may be rats soon. I mean we may have to let let cats loose on the street. Not Casimatitis, but cats. <laughs> right. We may have to let them loose on the street to get rid of these rats the way they did in Paris after you know the plague. I mean We're not as healthy here, and we have garbage still piled up everywhere. I think that that Florida did a lot of things right during Mm -hmm. the pandemic. They did. I think the governor doesn't get enough credit for that. He He preserves his nursing homes while we infamously slammed ours and slaughtered people in ours. He preserved his nursing homes. People, he preserved his businesses. They stayed open. That's why the great Sid Rosenberg is going down there.
0: Because yeah. the businesses are open. Uh, I'm actually going down there to see President Trump. But listen, you don't have to sell me on South Florida. <laughs> I lived there for 16 years. I lived in Boca Raton. And, and I miss New York. There's no question about it. I talked about New York every day. I hated the way my book ended when I was fired by W.O.P.N. in 2005. I desperately wanted to change the book and the book has changed. You know, I went from being fired at my end to being, I think, without sounding arrogant, the most important talk show radio host in New York and maybe around the country. So I can leave now. I've won. I did it. I can go back to Florida today. And believe me, I think about it because my 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 mother is down there. My brothers and sisters-in-law are down there. In fact, John and Margo are down there right now. They're on West Palm Beach. And it's the same thing over and over again. Better weather, less dirt, less filth, less homeless, no state tax. You don't got the billionaires being taken to court by Letitia James down there in Boca or Fort Lauderdale. It just seems every day that Florida is a much more attractive place to live.
1: And I'm also checking out the health care down there. I've got really good friends at the University of Miami, which is improving. A lot, and Cleveland Clinic down in Weston is a oh, great, great, great place. Yeah. Yes,
0: they're, they're, they're both great. great. Yeah. And and by the way, Sean Hannity made the move and uh, moved down there full time, and he lived a beautiful life out of Long Island. But I want to get back to the rats for a second. Yeah, and
1: Be- I met him down there for dinner. By the way, Sid, if you ever get a, a stuffed nose down there, you call me, and I'll. Uh, <laughs> and, and you 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 forgot that you were an amazing you were an amazing uh, sportscaster and radio personality down there before you came up here and set the place oh, on thank fire. You. I mean.
0: Thank you. No, I appreciate that. Actually, uh, John uh, Katsimatidis was on at 815 this morning, and he said to me, he goes, I'm down here now. He goes, I can't believe how many people in Florida love you. He made that unprovoked comment on the show on the air about an hour ago. So I've maintained a pretty big audience that listens to me in New York every day from down there on the WABC app. But getting back to the rats, I used to live on 104th and West End. So, Dr. Siegel, I would walk about two blocks to Broadway and 103rd every morning to hop on the train and come to work. And outside all these apartment buildings, some of which, like mine, were very, very expensive, garbage bags were piled four feet high. There had to be 50 to 100 bags outside. And every morning, a rat would run right past me. And I find it to be gross and disgusting. But from a a health standpoint, I should say,
1: Happy Price. Go to your Happy Price, line. Well, and they have steel teeth, and and them. I can't believe they don't bite you. I see them running all, all over the place too, and I'm. I finally concluded that they have this uncanny evil intelligence. But they, you're not on their on their meal list, meal list. Thank God. But they also, in the urine, they can carry a horrible disease called leptospirosis. The plague is on fleas on the back of rats. I mean, there's a lot of diseases, and and. Of course, rats love sewage, and the sewage around the homeless encampments, the homeless uh, people, and the garbage. That, we don't have as many homeless on the streets in New York because of our shelter system. I mean, if, it, can you imagine that it's even worse in L.A.? But here in New York, the garbage is a problem because it's just incredibly unsanitary, le- leading to all kinds of disease.
0: Dr. Mark Siegel, so I saw you on Fox News out of the corner of my eye early this morning, and you were saying in terms of the next pandemic We're not that far removed from the last one. You said it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. You really believe that, huh?
1: Well, I think it's because of the labs. I think it's because of the global uh, gain-of-function research and the idea that the World Health Organization is, 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 is really full of it, Sid. Let me tell you why. They're busy saying we need an international treaty on pandemics. Well, first of all, you could have all the treaties in the world and it doesn't mean that another country is going to cooperate. Second, they held hands with China at the beginning of this pandemic and told us it was a regional problem only and wasn't anything to worry about as it was spreading across Europe and into the United States. So why should we believe them that they're going to protect us going forward, that they're going to actually tell us in advance? They didn't tell us in advance this time. They just like to scare us. W.H.O. likes to scare us. Oh, another one may be coming tomorrow. Better watch out. Well, yeah, we don't have the treatments, the vaccines, the testing for it. We missed this one. We didn't understand that it went airborne. We locked down all of our schools. We just talked about it, that Florida was the only place with any common sense and South Dakota and two great Republican governors. But You know, the bigger problem is the WHO itself. Yeah. And they're nobody we should be listening to. And they don't have a network of cooperation. So even if we manage to restrict this gain of function research in the United States, and by gain of function, I mean, we're playing with viruses. We're manipulating viruses to the point where they could actually become the next pandemic. Even if we got some control over it
0: here, we can't get any control over it in China or anywhere else. That's exactly what Dr. Anthony Fauci did. And uh, whether it's the WHO or the CDC, they're all no good. Can't trust any of them. They get nothing right. They really become embarrassments, if you ask me. I want to go to uh, dementia. We just heard uh, a couple of weeks ago from uh, special counsel that the president of the United States has a bad memory, which he does. There's no question about it. He's also evil. He's also corrupt. He's also just a a lying, backstabbing scumbag. That's my opinion. He's the president and deserves more respect than that. I don't give it to him because I told my listening audience it wouldn't take a very long time for Biden to stab Israel in the back, and he stabbed Israel in the back even before I thought he would. That's how bad he is. But, but... He may be suffering from dementia. He certainly is, actually. What stage, I don't know. But I saw something yesterday that surprised me. Do you know, Dr. Mark Siegel, that two-thirds of people over the age of 85 actually don't suffer from dementia? I thought it would be the other way around. I thought two-thirds would. Tell me about the dementia problem here in the United States.
1: Well, you encapsulated it well, and you were so you went so easy on the president there, so mild <laughs> on that president, who, who, by the way, he may be getting better soon when he completely forgets who he is. So he he may forget that he's a lying scumbag, according to you, and, and and become nicer. But but you know, but I I think for for me, yes. So so why does he why does he appear to have this? It's it's very interesting. The atrial fibrillation he has, which is an irregular heartbeat. Increases dramatically your risk of having cognitive problems. As does the brain surgery that he had in 1988 when they repaired some aneurysms that he had. Those those issues uh, could could be related to that. That stiff gait that he has, which his doctor keeps saying, "Oh, that's due to a broken knee or something." Two years ago, give me a break. That's likely due to another neurological issue that leads to that shuffling gait. So if he doesn't fall from that, it. it It correlates with what's going on upstairs. And I'm tired of hearing, by the way, the president's physician saying he doesn't need a cognitive test. He doesn't need a cognitive test when the rest of America thinks he does. And they're the voters. By the way, have you thought about this? He could secretly do a cognitive test without telling us. And if he passed it, then tell us. Well, Maybe he doesn't
0: think he would pass it, right? Mm, interesting. You're right, Doctor Mark Siegel. Man, it's great to catch up. Are you going uh, Saturday night to the Knicks and Celtics? No, I, no, I'm not.
1: Unfortunately, I'm not. Or you would. I'm going to take you to the playoffs this year. I think Jalen Brunson is the best trade maybe we've ever had. I mean, look, look. I mean, he's not a Wall Frazier, but he is freaking amazing, and he was looking great in, in Indianapolis, right? So, I, I think,
0: I think he's the key to this team. No, no, he is the best free agent acquisition we ever made. I agree with you. Yes. But but they got to get healthy. I mean, Randall's hurt. They made the trade right. with Toronto and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's hurt. and but he's uh, good. But he's good. No, he's, he's good, good. Listen, when they get healthy and you got Randall back and Obi back, and I like the trade that brought in Burks and Bogdell, you get all those guys yes. out there with Brunson. This is a very, very good basketball team. Good enough to beat Boston. I don't know. I think they're better than Philly. I think they're right there with Milwaukee. Good enough to be Boston, I don't know, but a healthy Nick team with the way the roster is constituted right now, to your point, Dr. Siegel, could be very, I very hope, scary. Yeah. I hope we
1: see them in the playoffs with Boston, you know, after the like the like the third round. I I can't the one thing I'm cringing at is that Perzingis actually recovered from all of his Travail's here and is doing well in Boston. I'm not wishing him well. well.
0: (laughs) Now, they got some team with him and Jalen Brown and Tatum and Holiday and White. I mean, they are loaded. Anyway, Dr. Mark Siegel, I love you. Uh, It's great having you back on. We'll do it more often. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Thank you, sir. Thank you. The great great Dr. Mark Siegel right there. My man, the great Dr. Mark Siegel.